Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for the grace and the privilege you have given us, Father, to be in the house of the Lord, or to be able, Father, to stream by the way of the ways, the waves, Father, Lord. Jesus Christ, we come because we want to be sitting at your table and to feed from the food, the spiritual food in due season, Father. Realize that the only food that can give us strength to overcome in this time. With us, Father, the only food that can give us faith. Realize that the only food, Father, Lord Jesus Christ, that can help us, Lord, to have those spiritual vitamins to make ourselves ready for the journey and for the rapture, Father. Lord, we come with a heart that is willing to hear from you. Father, you said, happy and blessed are you because these things have been revealed to you. It pleased the Father to reveal those things for such babies as learning, who are learning, learning, who are willing to learn, Father. We are here, Father, willing to learn. We are, we are willing, Father, to be corrected. We are willing, Father, to be strengthened, Father. Whatever you have, Lord, for us, for our soul, may you speak to our heart. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the atmosphere that has been created. We thank you, Father, Lord, for the prayer that has been made. We pray, we thank you, Father, for the songs that have been sung. We thank you, Father, for each leak of fire that is here present, Father. We thank you, Father, for those who are also listening, Father, who have been praying. We thank you, Father, for everything that was worked, in, that was done in the background, Father, for this service to be made available. Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. We want, we are healed in order to press on. We are here, Father, Lord, in order to continue in this fight. Father, we surrender ourselves to you, Lord. May you help me, Lord, to deliver what you put in my heart. May also bless each serve, each serve, each, each, each member here, Father, to hear from you. May you anoint the speaker, but also anoint the hearer, Father. We love you. We appreciate you. Whatever need is among us, Father, may you, God, meet that need because you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus Christ's name, we thank you. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mike. God bless you, richly. Bless you, musicians. Um, just go to the Word of God. I invite you to go to the Word of God. We go in Romans Scripture there, for there is no respect of persons with God. And then uh, I'm going to read again Second Kings chapter two. 
We're going to build on that principle of there is no respect for persons with God. And continue the same subject that we started last time. Second Kings 10 to 18. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. It came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared the chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them into pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him, and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan, Verse 14, and he took the mantle of Elisha that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also, when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets which were to view at Jericho saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before him. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with the servants fifty strong men. Let them go, we pray thee, and seek thy master. Lest peradventure the spirit of the Lord had taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, He shall not stand. As a type, still people are waiting for the prophet. Still looking for a prophet. They don't want to get the next step. They still want him everything to be about Elijah. And when he urged him till he was ashamed, he said, Send. They sent thereof fifty men, and they sought three days, but found him not. And when they came again to him, and he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, Did I not say unto you, Go not? You can have your seat. May God bless his word. I greet you this evening in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, those who are here and those who are streaming. Certainly enjoy the spirit of the Lord moving, speaking to our heart. It's faithful on Sunday. There's the inspiration given to Brother Ed and to our local brother Dick. <laughs> uh, we have a local brother Dick, amen, a local evangelist. Right? Always come with expectations. I always tell him, I come to service. I'm always expecting because God is moving. Amen. Thank God for that. How many are happy to be in the house of the Lord? I'm starting a bit low here, but. I hope each one of us is aware of what's happening in the world, what's happening in the U.S. in particular, things that are happening. And uh, just believe that um, the prophecy of God is, is being fulfilled somehow. Yeah. And we see God moving. 
for the bride, but they also see what the world is going, what is going, and the status of uh, lawlessness, the status of moral decay, and everything just putting in place. I'll just relate to that as what the prophet said, the mechanic of the beast is just being set in place. Everything is getting just in place for the pressure, for everything just getting in that move. But for the bride, we need to be looking at something else, and make ourselves ready. Amen? Just uh, for those who are still playing church, it's no time to play church anymore. It's time to be serious with God. And those who are believers, and such a time of comfort to realize that the journey is not for a long time anymore. Very soon we'll be home. Thank God for that. I'd like to say that there is no respect, uh, respect of person before God, that the principle that God puts there in the subject of adoption, I'd like to continue on that. If there is no respect, means if God heals someone by his faith, he will continue to heal someone by faith because that is his principle, it does not change. Amen. And we see a part of sometimes when the prophet will go and say, some even those who are not even non-Christians can be healed by faith. They have faith in certain things and they get healed. And so, oh, they might believe that it's their God who heals, but God is still the healer. But by his principle, because you have faith and then he heals you by that faith that you have in, because it doesn't change by principle. Whatever you do to everybody, it does for everybody. Amen. If you accept someone through the fellowship, accept the fellowship of someone through the principle of the shed blood, you'll accept anybody else through the same principles of the shed blood because there is no respect of persons. If he blesses any persons, we have certain principles in the Bible that people follow. Even those who are not Christians, they follow certain principles of the Bible. God is still blessing them. He rains, he pours the rain upon the just and the unjust. A certain principle God follows. Some people might not even be Christians, but they, they love Israel, they do things for Israel, they bless Israel. God is blessing them. Whether he's a Christian or not a Christian, God is going to bless him. Amen. Some people follow some principles, even the denominations, and some people, even business people, they follow certain principles and the tithes or any things. God is blessing them. Whether they are Christians and really dedicated to God or not, God is blessing them because he's following a certain principle. Amen? The one who is exalted himself will be humbled. The one who humbles himself will be exalted. It's a principle of God. Whether you are really dedicated or not dedicated, God is going to bless you by that principle. Amen? You see, Ahab, he, at some point, he humbled himself. He humbled himself before God. And God had to change the curse upon him because of the attitude that he had. Because of that principle, God blessed him in that situation. Amen? The same thing for anybody else. Let me say now and emphasize here. If God can bless any person, whether he is a Christian or not a Christian, by following certain principles of the Bible, how much more for the real Christian of God who can follow the principle of God and have faith in his word, God is going to bless him no matter who he is. 
It's not the same principle if you can extrapolate that to a higher level. The prophet could relate his ministry to the ministry of Paul and look at the ministry of Paul and say, if the ministry of Paul has been accepted, if it is accepted, my ministry will be accepted as well because I preach exactly like Paul. So if Paul is accepted, God is going to accept him. And we can rest upon that because we know that is the truth. He has restored us back to the principle, back to the father, back to the faith of our fathers. So we know that it is the truth. Amen. Amen. I'd like to read this evening in the Bible in Leviticus 23:9 to 12. Building on that principle, built on a higher level, maybe, for a message believer. The Bible says, Leviticus 23, says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof. Then you shall bring a sheaf of the first fruit of your harvest into the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. And he shall offer that day when, and he shall offer that day when he have the sheaf. And he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. Amen. I'd like to share with you a thought on the fulfillment of the purpose of the waved sheaf. The waved sheaf has a purpose. There is a purpose for waving a sheaf. There is a purpose for it. But in order to get to the purpose, there is also a timing for it. For the timing for the wave shift has to happen on a certain time, the certain conditions that God has put there. He says in his word, if I can repeat it, you shall wave the, the shift before God to be accepted for you. First, it has to be on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. It's not on the seventh day, it's not everything, but it has to be on the morrow after the Sabbath, it shall wave. It has to be, for us, the bride, it has to be on a certain age, it's not the denominational churches anymore. It comes into the bride age where it has to wave it for us to look at it. We cannot go to the same system of denominations. With the same system of denominations, we cannot see the waved sheaf. You have to come out of the denomination systems for you to see the waved sheaf. Then saying, he shall offer that day when he waved the sheaf and he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto the Lord. First, you also have to recognize the atonement. You have to recognize that there is a lamb who can take, who can take your sins. In that time it was covering the sins, but in our time you have to have a real revelation of the lamb of God who's taking your sins. So you don't look at yourself and Anymore, you have to look at the prophet Lamb of God. He's the one who's taking your place. He's the one who's taking your iniquities. He's the one who's taking your transgressions. Amen. You need to be in the land. 
When you come into the land, that's when you are going to wave that sheaf. When you come in the land, when you come in the inheritance of the land of the open world, then it's going to be the time that you can wave the sheaf. It is in the time of the harvest. It's not in a different season. It has to be in the time of the harvest. It has to be in the time of the adoption. It has to be in the time for the bride. Then there must be a priest there who has to wave it. It's not you who are going to wave it. It has to be the high priest who's going to be waving it for you to be accepted. The purpose for it is for you to be accepted. Amen? Familiar, but may God make that more real. The prophet says in the rising of the sun, to be waved again, we realize in the last day, according to Luke 17:30, in the sun day, the S-O-N day again, in the day of the S-O-N of man, will be revealed or waved again over the people who is the son of man? The prophet is asking, who is the son of man? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And if all the teaching that we have and the confirmation of the word of God, by word of God, by signs, by wonders, we see today that in the book of Luke here, that as we just quoted from the Luke of 17th chapter and the 30th verse of Malachi 4 and the different scriptures that we are acquainted with, and the prophet himself recognized that we are acquainted with those things, but that the word again is waved over the people. Realize here sayings, the word again is waved over the people, that the dead tradition of man is dead. So it's not the man who's being waved, it's the word of God that is being waved among us says, and the Son of God is alive again with the baptism of the Holy Spirit right among us and, give, and is giving us life. And I want to emphasize this evening upon the power of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit says the Son of God is alive again with the baptism of the Holy Spirit right among us and is giving us life. As Christ was the Son one to raise from all the prophets and so forth, although typed in many places, he was the first fruit of those that slept. He was the first person, he was the first person, the firstborn to come to perfection. I continue the quote here. And in the bride coming of Christ, coming out of the church, there will have to be a sheaf waved again in the last days. Oh my, waving of the sheaf. What was the sheaf? The first one to come to mature. The first one that proved it was a wheat. That proved it was a sheaf. You see the purpose why it was waved is to prove that there is actually you are a wheat. It's to prove that you are a sheaf. In other words, in our language, it's to prove that you are a nigger. Amen. He has been waved in order to show the other rest that in the film that you have to come to the same maturity. You will come to the same level. This is an example of what you will be coming. This is a picture of what you will be getting to. So I'm not talking about Brother Branham here. I'm talking about the word. It's the word that created the squirrels in the time of need. It's the word that gave life to 80 rights children. 
It's the word that did those these things. If the word did on that time, the word can do in our time again. Because it's the same principle, God cannot change his word. Amen. Glory to God. The wave is waved also as a type. The wave is waved for identification. The sheaf is waved for identification. Sorry. The sheaf is waved for identification. In other words, you cannot identify yourself or identify anything unless you know what it is. Something has to be identified to you showing that this is what it is. Then you recognize what it is. You have to give a definition to it. You cannot have a purpose to come to certain level unless you know where you are heading, what you are aiming to be. Amen. You can't have a goal without knowing what is the goal is. You have to have a definite identification of the goal. Then you know where you are getting to. The prophet says... We've got to take the entire full gospel. We must. And now, being that we have identified ourselves as full gospel people, let's mold our character. We are invited to be molded in his image that we might reflect his presence. And the works that I do shall you do also. The life that I live shall, shall, shall you also. We are invited by God to take him as an example and let our character be molded like his. That what a thing. Oh my. That when we let his character be in us, then we have become, then we have become sons by having the mind of Christ, mind which is his character. Your mind makes your character. Let, let the mind, Paul said, of Christ, his mind that was in Christ, be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you. It molds the character of a son of God. And that's what we want to be. We want to be identified with Jesus Christ. That's why we sing, let me be like you. Let me be like Jesus Christ. But do you know that even in the denominations, they sing sometimes some of the songs that we sing? Jesus, I want to be like you. I want to reflect your character. I want to be, I want to be, I want to reflect your beauty. Some of the songs that even we sing sometimes are the songs written by denomination people. But they don't know the identification of Jesus Christ they are talking about. They can, oh, I want to live a Christian life. I want to be born again. But what is a new birth? They don't know what is the new birth. They think the new birth is just crying, oh, I believe in the message, I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and that's all that the new birth. That's not the new birth. They believe that all of the Holy Ghost is something that will give you a certain sensation. Because why is that? Because they don't have an identification. There is no identification. But in the time that we are living in, the word of God has been waved. Now we know what is when he's talking about the new birth. We know what is the new birth. When he's talking about the Christian experience, we know what is the Christian experience. When we are talking about the relationship with God, we know what is that relationship with God. Why? The word of God has been waved in front of us. We know how to be the word of God. Amen. Romans 8.29 says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that we might be the firstborn, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He is our identification. We confirm ourselves to the word of God. We confirm ourselves to the word of truth. We confirm ourselves to the image of the Son of God. Look in the time of brother, the time of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came the first time, as with disciples, was leaving the disciples and 
going doing different things. Disciples were walking with them. They were following the master is doing. But remember, he told Peter, once you are converted, strengthen your brother. So as long as you are working with me in the natural, it's not what is the, the most important thing. The most important thing is when you are really converted, when you have the same baptism that I have, that's what will give the true conversion, then you can strengthen your brother. Then when Peter had the same experience that Jesus Christ had, now he could be talking and walking. The people could know, recognize that he has been with Jesus Christ because the same work that Jesus Christ was doing, he could reflect the same life and the same work representing what he was following as an example. Amen? Amen. I'm going to build a foundation here by the Spirit of Christ. But Abraham says, the unconditional covenant that God gave with his people, the Spirit was upon Christ, was upon the church, because there is bride and the groom. And they take the Spirit, he taken the Spirit a little while, and the world see me no more, yet you'll see me for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. The spirit and the body is taken up. Now the same spirit was in Christ has to be in you, or it won't compare with his covenant. See what I mean? Then aren't you happy tonight that you are baptized into the church of the firstborn of the living God, that the very same spirit that was in Christ is in the church tonight. The same spirit that was in Christ is the same spirit that is in the church tonight. That the tremendous thought, that tremendous expression, it means if you, because the spirit makes the person. The spirit makes a person. But I will say that many times the spirit of, with the spirit of, 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 of Beethoven is in me, then we will be expecting me to do certain things. Because the spirit of Beethoven makes my personality, makes me who I am if I I have the spirit of Beethoven. You will go and other play Shakespeare or other example in the example. If those spirits are in me, you will be expecting me to see certain things. Now, if the spirit of God, of Jesus Christ, is inside of me, you will be expecting me to live the same life of Jesus Christ. That's why when they could see Elisha coming and doing the same thing as Elijah could do, they could recognize the spirit of Elijah is upon Elisha. Let the people recognize that the Spirit of God is upon the church now. We know that on Calvary tree, the Chinese paper was cut in two. As the prophet relates to that, he was cut in two. One part was there in the body, but the other part went as the Spirit. And on the day of Pentecost, the other part came upon the church in order to continue the same works that Jesus Christ was doing. The Holy Spirit comes in order to continue the same works that God was doing in the life of Jesus Christ. It's not a different person. It's the same person of Jesus Christ in the form of the Spirit that comes upon the bride. But what is the good news about it? It is that the same Spirit has been bound for 2,000 years. We couldn't see what it is really. But in this time and time, that same Spirit has been released in its power by the end time message. Now it can 
operate freely in the bride once again. We wish we could live in that end time. Peter could say if he could see the old days. I wish I could live in that time. But sometimes we are living in our time and we are not as happy as we should be. But we should be the most happiest people because of what we have received in our time. It's God's grace bringing us to the full perfection of the wheat grain once again. So what does he give you? What does he change? It gives you faith, gives me faith. It gives me faith to know that I have the same spirit and him, my Lord, as him being my Lord, I can never be lost. I am part of him and being part of him, I can never be lost and I can never die as he can never die. Knowing that, I can represent and look what happened in the time of Adam and Eve. I know even Adam, even Eve, even though she failed, she couldn't be eternally separated because Adam could not be separated, eternally separated because she was part of Adam. How does he give you? It should give you peace in your heart to know that as I'm part, as Eve was part of Adam, for the same for me because I have the same spirit of Jesus Christ. I can never be lost as God can never be lost. Sarah could never be lost and destroyed because she was part of Abraham. Glory to God. May God give us the revelation of the Holy Ghost. We know that three dispensations or three offices, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In fact, in using the term, the message, it's only a matter of changing masks. And now with COVID, we understand what mask is, right? Changing your mask doesn't change you. You remain the same person, but you have changed the mask. The same thing for God. It was only changing the mask. It was God unmorphing himself. It was God the Father. It was God in the Son. Now it's God the Holy Ghost. A many-member body, the same God, the same spirit operating, the same thing acting, the same spirit, the same person moving. It's not a different deity. It's the same deity operating through the flesh. Sometimes we look too much at the flesh and we don't see that this flesh has to be subjected. There is something greater than this flesh. There is the Holy Spirit of God in the bride. Let us focus more on what God can do than more what we can do ourselves. Because when we are weak, then is even stronger. Now, if the Holy Ghost in the Son made him the waved chief, if the Holy Ghost in him gave him victory over temptation, sickness, and sins, it will do the same thing in the rest of the field wheat. If it gave him victory over death, it will give us victory. It will give victory to the rest of the sheep. If the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in you, it shall quicken your mortal bodies. Because it is the same spirit. As Peter was walking at the, at the beautiful gate, he looked at it, look at that paralytic person or lame person. He looked at him, I have no silver, I have no gold, but I have something. And what I have, I can give to you. What I have can give you life once again. That's what the bride needs to come to, to recognize that it's not you. It is the Spirit of God inside of you that has the power to give you victory. I want to encourage the bride this evening. 
Now, what can stand in the presence of the Holy Ghost? What could stand in the presence of the Holy Spirit in the, in the Old Testament as it was still in the type, in the time of Moses, in the time of Joshua, in the time of Gideon, in the time of David? Nothing could stay in the presence, in the presence of the Holy Ghost as it was still operating to the flesh in a small portion. There was no new birth yet, but it was already God working through a former type in order to show what will be manifested in the reality in the, in the New Testament. What could stand in the presence of the Holy Ghost in the New Testament in the time of Jesus, of Paul, of Peter, of, of Brother Branham. Nothing could stand. Amen. As uh, sometimes I pray, letting Brother Branham is preaching, and it sometimes comes at the same time that he's praying, and I'm praying, and I just tell God, you see the presence that was in that meeting? That same presence is here. Because it's not only in the tapes anymore. Now it has to be with us and we have to remind God that you are with us and we can walk with the same certainty as Brother Banam had that certainty. The bride can have that same certainty when you are praying to God. He's listening to your prayer because you have the same faith that Brother Banam had in the same way that Brother Banam preached. Amen. Now, what can stand in the presence of the bride? Nothing. The presence, the promise is he will be with us even in us to the end of the world. In the time of problem, he's with us. In the time of trials, he's still with us. In the times of sickness, he's still with us. In the times when everything is fine, he's still with us. Because his promise said he will be with you to the end of the world, even in you. When the spirit of Elijah came upon Elisha, he didn't come only for one time and then left him. He stayed on Elisha for all his life. The same spirit was upon him. In every situation that he could encounter, the same spirit was there working through him. Even in the death, the same spirit was still there. The quickening power was still there. You remember the story of that, that person who was thrown upon him and then he came back to life. Oh, I can imagine what you were thinking. Who am I? What has happened to me? You have been touched by the same quickening spirit of God. It was still there. Death can never change a believer. In the world, there's an expression saying, pioneer as a person, as a first person who's among to explore, settle a new country or area. In a sense, I could relate to that saying, the wave sheep can be considered as a pioneer, as the first person. If you look at the life of Abraham, each seed of Abraham could look at Abraham, as you allow the word or the expression, as a wave sheep. It was an example. It was something they could relate to and look at it, what happened to Abraham will also happen to me as a seed of Abraham. They could look to Abraham as being as a pioneer who went into that land, but in the term of Christians, there was a, he, he, had, he, had, he had fulfilled a purpose. As he was there, he could every, 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 every Jew, even those who were in the slavery, they could relate to that 
Joshua could relate to that and look at it. Oh, there is a promise that after 400 years we shall go back. And what Abraham went through as a process, I'm also going to go through the same process and I will come to the same, to the same inheritance, possessing the same inheritance. So the purpose of the first fruits in Abraham was to tell to the Jews, if Abraham was accepted, you the seed, you shall be accepted as well. What you did to Abraham, God will do to you. Remember, he said the covenant is unto you, Abraham, and to your seed. So the covenant is to the first wave sheep. is the same covenant that will apply to the rest that is in the field. The same covenant will apply to both of them. You can't separate one and just rely to his one. It has to apply to both of them. If Abraham was part of the unconditional covenant, I am part of the unconditional covenant. If Abraham possessed the gate of the enemy, I am possessing the gates of the enemy, all the gates of the enemy. In the time of need, Gideon could look at that and say, where is the God of our fathers? Why? Because he couldn't, he couldn't differentiate, oh, this is only for your fathers and this is not for you. It is for our fathers, but it is also for you. Young people, the message is not only for the fathers, it is also for you. Because it applies to everybody, and you can possess your land even tonight. Shamgar, in the time of need, could not look only and say, no, this is only for certain people. This is also for me. I'm circumcised as Abraham was circumcised, so I can possess the gates of my enemy. Oh, glory to God. Now, for the spiritual seed of Abraham... We can also say, if God honored his faith in his promise, he can honor faith this night. Abraham is a great type of circumcision, great type of the body change of his old body, great type of the resurrection by being buried in the promised land. And 2,000 years later, he was resurrected. Amen. Abraham was a great type of the wedding supper. Because he had communion with Melchizedek after the battle. Amen? Amen. It was a great type of the intercession. He interceded for Lot. And God saved Lot for Abraham's sake. I have a quote for, for that. The prophet says, After the church takes its position, adoption, part four. After the church takes its position, we are called to the adoption of sons by the, by the Holy Spirit. When each man takes his position, what God has called him to do and stand to the end of the road and stand to the end of the road going after the lost. You know, sometimes it just strikes my heart. Adoption, yes, oh God, I want an adoption, desire. But what is the desire in your heart? How are you hungering for, for, for God to give you that burden for the lost soul? How do you feel? How do you feel about the lost soul? Do you have that burden? Do you still care for the lost soul? Have you written people off? Have you written your children off? Sometimes you see the symptoms of your own children and you write them off and you give up. Don't give up. Because as you're going in the adoption, God is going to make his promise even more real now. Brother Abraham says, first, Paul takes all the cares of all the out of it. 
And if you are called, you are not just worked up in your mind by some kind of theology. If you are really born of the Spirit, then God predestinated you before the foundation of the world, put your name on the Lamb's book of life. And now you come together to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, a holy people, a holy nation, a peculiar people, royal priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices unto God, as he is the fruit of your lips, giving praise to his name. Praise be to God. In the time of the worst condition for Abraham, in the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, the worst condition in the world, maybe it's similar to the time of Noah, I would say, in this time of where you see all the things and perversion coming up, it was not shaking Abraham because he knew his position. If Abraham in his type was not shaken, the bride in reality, she will not be shaken because she knows that the Spirit of God is moving upon her. Amen. For our loved ones, even though that still in Sodom, the prayer similar to Abraham intercession shall save them, no matter the conditions. But the point I want to make this night is the wave shift is not only a type. It is not even a shadow predicting something more real to come. It's not in the sense that you know, like we look in the law, in the type. Sometimes the type doesn't come, um, the type doesn't always represent exactly the reality. Because the type, there are certain areas where it doesn't represent exactly the reality. It is like a, a shadow of your hand. The far, the farthest is, you can't see the reality of it. You see the shape of it. You represent how it looks, but it doesn't represent the reality of it. Amen? But it's not the same thing for the wave shift. The wave shift is actually the reality, the reality of it. It's the reality of the type, but it is the first person or the first person of the reality who comes to the maturity. So even the reality people are there, are looking at another reality and look, oh, this is where I'm getting to while I'm being a reality. You are not a type of the Bible, you are reality. As Ruth could represent the type, we are now the reality of Ruth, amen? We are now the reality of Esther. We are now the reality of the Old Testament. We have seen someone by the word of God, word of God have been waved, and we have seen him coming to that maturity. Now we realize that it's also very close to us to come to that reality too, because we are living in the same season too. The wave shift is part of the season. Now, let us walk in the fulfillment of the purpose. God has no respect of the sheep if the other rest of the sheep follow the same process of the waved sheep. Then he has no respect of the sheep because they have to come to the same process and come to the same material. I'm repeating myself. But I just want that to anchor more. God has no respect to the sheep. It lays itself in the hot sun of July of the harvest. It shall produce the same result. 
So what God did in the Alpha Church is doing the Omega Church. And the Omega Church, see some people coming to the maturity. Now we are following up in that same steps and coming to the same maturity to the point where we can say, I'm now an heir of God. I'm now cohere with God. God came to us as a wave, the first wave shift in order so that we can become like him, that we can come to the same level as he was. Amen. He came to the same level in the same time that as we can see in the type here, going back to the type again, Esther, in the type of Esther, she had to come to the same level of the level of the king. The king gave her the, the scepter and brought her to the same level because he wanted her to come to the same level. She could not overwrite what he was saying, but she was not also, he was not doing things without consulting what she wants. Because they come to the same desire or desire of the king. Esther, what do you want? What do you want? Ask whatever you need. Because what your need is, is also my need. As the bride of God, I'm talking to those who are born again. As you realize the experience, what God has given to you. Because of the seed of God inside of you. And you went to the same process. You have been born again. Your desire is God's desire. God is not refusing your desire. He wants your desire to be fulfilled oh God give me my desire and my greatest desire is to be more like you Amen. now when you come to that level if you have if you are sincere if your objectives and motives and motives and objectives and motives are sincere God can give you the desire of your heart it is if the word of if you abide in the word of God and the word of God abides in you God will give you the desire of your heart because he wants to give you the desire of your heart you have now, as you come as an heir to that maturity, you have the power to bind the member. You have the power to bind circumstances. You are not a victim of circumstances. You become a master of circumstances. The circumstances didn't affect Abraham. The circumstances cannot affect the bride of God. Oh, praise be to God. Knowing that the sincerity, Brother Barnum had the power to bind the member. He had the power to bind, and we also have the power to bind the member. Knowing that the sincerity that was produced by the word of God, that same sincerity is not only for us to hear in the tape, and oh, Brother Banam desire most, God desire most sincerity of Brother Banam. It's also for us to go through the same process. Oh God, give me the same kind of sincerity in order for me to produce the same result. Brother Balaam says, perfect strength by perfect weakness. Our preachers not enough get up about, our preachers not enough get up about them to tell them about it. Devil possessed, it was the legion that tore his clothes off of him. Who is this roaring devil? Who is this? Who's strong enough? What kind of denomination is able to conquer him? Walking up and down to those tombstones of denominations, crying, the days of miracles is past and we don't need the Holy Ghost. He's talking about that uh, maniac gatherer. He says the denominations cannot, cannot do anything about him. In other words, in the conditions we are living here, the condition that things are coming up as we talk at the beginning, the world will get worse and worse, worse and worse. Who can tame them? Who can stop it? Who can, who, who can live above it? 
But the Bible says, who can tame that devil? God. We can't do it by denomination, but God can do it. We can't do it by ecclesiastical forces, but there is, there was a voice one time that did it, amen, that tamed the devil, put them in the right mind, and put clothes on them. The same voice gave us a promise, the works that I shall do, you shall do also. You'll never do it under ecclesiastic gasoline. You'll never do it in an organization. You'll do it when you empty up and become weak. Power up yourself and let the Holy Ghost come in and flatter every part of you, saturate every lead of your body. Oh, praise be to God. Lord, I want to be empty myself from anything that is not of yours because that the only way that can have the power to tame the devil in this time is to empty ourselves or more of ourselves and let God have his own preeminence. It says, spiritual lightning, empty vessel is what he needs. That's right. A called out church, a little minority will receive God's power and blessings and his message. And that's what we need. Get weak so you can get strong. He'll conquer every devil. He'll put the learning to shame. He'll bring man and woman who God has called and the only one. How can you do that? By emptying yourself. How can you do that? By removing yourself, taking out your old background, taking out your culture, taking out your own ideas, taking out your spiritual and national spirit, taking out all your background education. Remove those things and let the word of God have full preeminence. Let the Holy Spirit reign. Remove all the genes of the forefather, God and nature. Oh, that's the way I am, that's the way I like to see things. That's not you. Let the Holy Spirit have the full power. Prophet says, oh, I'm getting under pressure because I'm running out of time, but uh, I've quietened myself. I believe God's people are in bondage. I believe they're in bondage because of a tradition of man. And today we have tens of thousands dying daily with diseases that medical science can't touch. And, they, and they're God's children. I may not live to see it, but I believe that there is coming an hour that may be soon at hand that God is going to do something in this manner to prove that he's still almighty God. That God is going to do something in this manner to prove that he's still almighty God. I believe it. I've seen it in a measure, but I believe it was a small measure that's what we will see. That's a promise that I can rely on because God is still God. <laughs> Nothing can go above God. He's still the healer. No matter what science can do, but God is still the healer. Elisha had a double portion. Greater things than these shall he do because I go to my father. God is going to prove that he's still almighty God. The squirrels will be created. The barrel of oil will not empty. The cancer diseases will be healed. Many cases of healthy right children will be accomplished in our time. Because I believe that the promise of God that was done in small measure shall be done in a greater measure in our time. Amen. You can pray for our loved ones because you can have faith that God will answer as the answer to a prophet there. Amen. You know, like what Brother Beckett said one time, and I said it one time here, but your prayer as a parent, a prayer as a believer in the third pool and the anointing of the third pool will override the free moral agency of your children. 
No matter what they decide, no matter how far, how far they go, you keep praying, you keep praying, you keep praying. Your power of the confession has more authority than their own free moral agency. It will bring them back. It might bring them back in a situation they didn't want it to be, but it will bring them back in order for them to be saved. Adoption 2. It's amazing how God can relate to adoption to adoption and relate that to the burden for the lost. It says, but it was a great thing for the inheritance. How it was that an inheritance in the land that no one else but a close kinsman could redeem that inheritance. He says, let me just drop on a little token here and that I, that I touch on the other night to you, mothers. How many here has prayed for your loved ones lost? All right, there you are again, your inheritance. Paul told the Romans, said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou and thy house shall be saved. If you've got faith enough for your own self to be saved, have faith enough. No matter how wayward that boy is or that girl is, she will be saved anyhow. The bride can stand upon that promise. God somehow, if he has to lay them on their back, laying there in the hospital, dying, they will be saved. God promised it. Promised it. The inheritance. Oh, they shall be there, say Isaiah. Moving on here. So in the conditional code, the first code that I was reading, prophet says, you are part of it by the Holy Ghost, being dead in Christ. Take on Abraham's seed and our heirs according to the promise. And we scared about what we scared about. He's asking questions. All devils in hell couldn't shake you. Nothing can shake you. And in the flesh we can think, oh, this, this, what about this, what about this, what about this? Don't let your worries paralyze your faith. Don't let the cares of the world paralyze your faith. Just think about God. You said so, I'm going to move on upon your word. Nothing can shake you. Nothing can shake your real you. <laughs> We receive a kingdom that cannot be moved, he continued the court. Oh my, settle yourself on those thoughts one time and think of what God has said, not your circumstance, not your nothing else, but what God has said. Don't put your mind on something else, put on what God has said. Do you think that Joshua was scared? He could look at Moses as a wave shift. And God gave him a promise, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. We can look at what God, how faithful he was to the prophet and says, and we can say the same scripture, as God was with Brother Branham, so shall he be with us. Amen. The only thing is be strong. Be of good courage. Meditate upon the word of God. Meditate upon the truth. Amen. Meditate upon what Moses told you. Meditate upon what the prophet told you. That's where your strength is. Nothing can stand in your way. As I was with Moses, I will be with you all along the way. Remember, actually, it was the enemy that should be scared instead of Israel being scared. Rehab was, Rehab described in that testimony, they are being scared. Their heart, our heart, their hearts are melting down. Hell is being scared of the believers. Yeah. The believers.
believers should not be scared of the demons. We should be walking upon the word of God. God is faithful to his own word. Keep trusting your weapon. Don't let the enemy disarm you by telling you that your weapon is not efficient. Because upon this rock I shall build my church. Even the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. The enemy will come, he will come, but he will not prevail against it. When the enemy comes like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard. If the Spirit of the Lord is inside of you, he is the one taking care of the battle. It's not your battle, it's the battle of the Lord himself. Another point that I would like to say here, the word of God is waved so that we can look at it and to become more like it. As Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we, with an open beholding, with an open face, with the word being open, we are beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord and are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the spirit of the Lord. Amen. Are you still with me this evening? Do you love the Lord? The prophet says the voice of God in last days. There is so many voices in the earth today. There is absolutely, and that is absolutely a hard thing because it deadens the voice of the supernatural. We're talking upon the voice of God a few minutes and then we close. It is absolutely a hard thing because it deadens the voice of the supernatural. We can see in the political realm the many voices, amen? It says there is so many intellectual voices, great voices of mighty men who are intellectual, that in their intellectual conditions even shake the nations. They're just not overnight people, but they shake nations, bring great organizations together, great campaigns, flowerly, and a person will be a bit confused. It's enough to confuse them or how that these things go on and prosper. But there is voices that raise up and do those things and causes the voice of God to be placed way back somewhere, the true voice of God. The voice of God is saying, how? How we will know that's the voice of God? Because today, it was in a vindicated prophet, now today, how we know it's the voice of God? Because it is the manifestation of the prophet word. Amen? Amen. The political realm, there's different voices, and we see the different voices coming. As we talked at the beginning, it's preparing the mind of the people. Now there is a movement to deaden other people's voices. You don't agree with me, they deaden your voice. We don't know how much long they're going to go in order. Maybe they might think to deaden our voice. But the bride has a certain voice that she can never deaden that voice from the bride. It's a reality. For us, we want that voice of the supernatural to prevail. Let it trumpet more and more. Let it be dominant in our lives more and more. If the voice of a man can give strength to, if the voice of a president can stir people, the voice of the prophet they say, the voice of a people can stir and shake people to act in a certain way, how much more can the voice of God stir the bride? How much more the voice of God can shake the bride? Lord, let your voice stir us. Amen. Amen. Now the question in the court here is following. How do you know today it's the voice of God? 
The answer is this, and I like the way the prophet is answering. How do you know that it is the voice of God? Because of today, then he says, then it was a vindicated prophet. Now today, how we know it's the voice of God because it is the manifestation of the prophet's word. This is God's prophet. A true word of God only brings back that real, living, supernatural God with his supernatural word, with the supernatural manifestation of the true word that we know it is the voice of God. In other words, in order to know that it's the voice of God, you have to show your manifestation. You see the manifestation of the, of the wave shift. You see what it produced. It shows that it is the voice of God because the life that it produced is exactly what the Bible spoke about. And if it produced like that, it means it's a reality. It means I'm getting to the same thing. You see what it's producing in my life. You have to show your life how it's working in your life. You cannot take an experience of someone else. It has to be your personal experience. The first pool was vindicated. It made way for the second pool. The first pool gave temporary solution for the flesh. Some of the healed people still went back into the world. Some of them were healed. They were not even Christians. The third pool, or the, the second pool, was vindicated and made way for the third pool and gave temporary solution to the spirit. I say some spirit went back to the world. But the third pool, the revelation of the soul, once you have that revelation in your heart, is not a temporary solution to your soul. It is a permanent solution to your soul because you cannot be saved today and die tomorrow. Once you have that revelation in your heart, that revelation becomes your permanent solution. It becomes your life. It now that comes from the inside going to the outside. Now the inside is taking dominance upon the spirit, upon the flesh. And that's what we want, amen, from coming from the inside to the outside. Praise be to God. Let me finish with this quote. Musicians can come again. Prophet says, Exposition of the seven church ages. When the Methodists failed, God raised up others. And so it has gone in, on through the years until in this last day, there is again another people in the land who under the messenger will be the final voice to the final age. There is certain people in the land. You and I, we are those people in the land. The church is not the mouthpiece of God anymore because they are not pointing to the word of God anymore. They're pointing to themselves. They're pointing to the programs. They're pointing to the ministries. They're pointing to the different things. But the bride is pointing to the word of God, to Jesus Christ, the word of God. Amen. And it says, yes, sir, the church is no longer the mouthpiece of God. It is its own mouthpiece. So God is turning on her. But he will confound her through the prophet. And he doesn't only stop to the prophet. He will confound her through the prophet and the bride. For the voice of God will be in her. The voice of God will be in the bride. He confounded the churches in the time of Brother Branham. The 
They couldn't understand how this person was not intellectual. He's not thing. He didn't go to different schools. But how can God can use him? Yes, God can use him because God predestinated him to use him. How can you be overcome in this time? How can you confuse the organization to this time? Because God had predestinated the bride to have the voice of God in her. How can you live in this time of Laodicea? The young people, can you still live a clean life? Yes, because the voice of God is in you. And it says, For the voice of God will be, Sister can play, just softly play. Voice of God will be in her. Yes, it is. For it says in the last chapter of Revelation 17, The Spirit and the bride say, Come. Once more, the world will hear direct from God as at Pentecost. But of course, the word bride will be repudiated as it is in the first age. Remember, said, as they have done to me, so shall they do to you. They will hate you because I have been the master, the example to you. They will follow the same thing. Now he has cried out in this last age, we have, you have the word. You have more Bible than ever, but you are not doing anything about the word except dividing and hiking it into pieces, taking what you want and leaving it out, what you don't want. You are not interested in leaving it, but only debating it, but debating it. Let me tell you here, just apparently I'm not trying to put negative here. You can be in the church, you can be in the church of the message with the word of God, but let me be warn you, you have to have the word of God in you. Don't just have it because you can be lukewarm in the church of God if you are not interested in living the word of God. You need to be interested in living the word of God. The bride is interested in living the word of God because she wants to be the final voice in the final age. I will sooner you, I will sooner you were cold or hot. For if you were cold or rejected, I will stand that. But you will get white hot to know its truth and live. I will praise you for that. But when you simply taste my word and don't honor it, I in return must refuse to honor you. I will spew you out of your, for you. Now so hate me. Now anybody knows that it is lukewarm water that makes you sick at the stomach. If you need an anemic, lukewarm water is about the best thing to drink. A lukewarm church has made God sick and has declared he will spew it out. Remind us how it fell before the flood, doesn't it? Oh, would to God the church were cold or hot. Best of all, she will be fervent hot. She's not. Sentence has been passed. She's no longer God's voice to the world. She'll maintain that she is, but God says not. God still has a voice for the people of the world, even as he has given a voice to the bride. The voice is in the bride. As we have said it, and we'll talk more about it. The voice is in the bride. Let me tell you, let it be at your desire. God, I want your voice to be inside of me. Let your voice be inside of me. Let me be more interested in living your word. Give away the attitude of, I've heard it before, I know it. Oh God, what do you want me to do? What desire, what do you want to reveal more to me? 
Lord, I want to be the voice of God in this last age. To come to the same level where I can say, where is the God of Elijah? I want the same experience of the Elijah, Elijah had. Elijah didn't rely to the experience of Elijah, Elijah only. He had to go to the same experience. I want the God of Elijah. I want the God of Malachi 4. I want the God of William Marion Branham. I want the spirit that was in Jesus to be working his own life through me in this time of adoption. Amen. Can we just sing this some song? She's singing from mind. I, I want to do thy will, oh Lord. I want to do thy will, oh Lord. Take Yeah. 